Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Tethered Nation, you guys have heard me talk about the saddle setup, Tethered Saddle Setup, their Predator platform, for quite some time. This is the second full season that I've used it. Um, I've killed out of it twice now, uh, and really what it has helped me do, I figured instead of, you know, I've given you guys specs, the weight, and how light it is, bulky free that it is, and so on and so forth, but I thought today I would give you a little bit of a testimonial. Um, as, you know, I will credit, you know, and, and there's been a lot of people who've had a lot of influence on how I've started to hunt and how I've kind of evolved as a hunter, but I would say there's been no piece of equipment that's been more instrumental in me making that evolution than Tethered's saddle setups. Um, the reason I say that is, is that, you know, I'm a guy that works like a normal job, like everybody else out there. And so when I go on hunting trips or I'm hunting, you know, I have a limited time to get, to get stuff done. Um, you know, so I typically want to hunt more aggressively and that's something I've challenged myself with the past, you know, year and a half was to just, you know, to be more aggressive and don't lay back. Um, and the saddle setup has really helped me do that because I've spent much more time with boots on the ground scouting than I ever have in years, years past. And that's really because, I'm not carrying a bunch of bulky stuff into the into the timber with me. And so I don't mind. It's not a hindrance to carry my saddle set up. And that way, when I find fresh sun, I can get into the tree and I don't have to leave and come back and drop scent. You know, if once I see it, I'm in the tree hunting it. I'm not finding it, setting up a stand, taking the time to do that, then leaving and coming back and hunting it the next day. I'm literally getting into the tree and hunting it at that moment. And I can't say that if I was using any other setup other than a saddle setup, specifically Tethered's gear, that I would be making the same strides I'm making now and becoming a more aggressive and a more mobile hunter. So if this is something that you're interested in, if you want to challenge yourself to be more mobile, more aggressive, and go find deer instead of letting the deer find you, then I would suggest that you go to tetherednation.com and check out all their saddle gear. I guarantee you if you get into it, you won't be disappointed uh, and you'll probably become an addict like me. This podcast is brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm actually having a little bit of Skull Brew Coffee this morning while I record this. Uh, if you're not aware of what Skull Brew Coffee Company is, it's a business that my wife and I started. Uh, in order to give back more to conservation, we roast premium coffee, and it ships out within hours of roasting, guaranteeing that you will get the freshest coffee available. The kicker is that we donate 10% of our proceeds back to conservation. You choose where the donation goes at checkout. Check us out at SkullBrewCoffee.com, and let's do some good together and help protect wild places one cup at a time. Visit SkullBrewCoffee.com and pledge your support of conservation today. Welcome to the Truth From A Stand Deer Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 165. Today, I'm joined by my buddy, Greg Litzinger, a.k.a. The Bowhunting Fiend, and we're recapping our PA Public Land Scout, Diversity of Habitat, Reading Rubs, and much more. So stay tuned. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. And today, I am joined by my my good buddy I spent the day with today, or the morning with. We had an early morning. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, you, 
Two-hour ride. Two-hour ride. That's yeah. right, man. It's, that's that's true love, man. Whenever, yeah, you, whenever exactly. you're willing to drive two hours for your buddy and, yeah. and scout a piece of property that you probably aren't even going to hunt. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's no, that's when you know you're in a committed relationship. Exactly. And if you, uh, all you out there are probably familiar with that voice, the dulcet tones. Yes. Of my... <laughs> Of my good buddy Greg Litzinger, the bow hunting fiend from it's New a, Jersey. It's, it's a face made for radio. It's a face. Well, perfect. Yeah. It's, I got pa- I got pants on for radio today. Yeah. So hey, if you don't podcast in Cookie Monster pants, do you even podcast, dude? I'm I'm busting out all the stops for you, man. Yeah, it's like I, I you know, we 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 com- we we scout together today. We hang out. I bring you to my home. I give yeah. you some good coffee. Yeah. I put on the Cookie Monster pajama pants uh, for you. We almost had to carry your dog out of the woods. Almost had to carry the dog out of the woods because he almost didn't make it. That's the only time I've ever seen that dude get wore out like that. I wore out a dog today. You did, yeah. That's impressive. I can't well, say know. that. I, I can't say that I've ever done that. I have that effect on things. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're. Okay. He's like, I just give up on life. Please, just yeah. take me home. Yeah, he was done, man. Yeah. I, like he literally laid down in the woods at one point, just like was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, guys. Well, he, he found bones, just not actual. Not antlers. Antlers, you know? Yeah. Dead, dead bones. Yeah, he's all about it. There's a jawbone. Dad, here's a leg bone. This might be a femur. Yeah, he brought a his jawbone out of nowhere. I'm like, what's yeah. he have in his mouth? Yeah. It's like, it drops a jawbone <laughs> on the ground. So he was he was finding finding bone, but just of the uh, of the wrong variety. Yes. But it was it was a cool day today. It was it was fun. So you know what Greg and I are going to talk about during this session is uh it's just some scouting that we did, just a little catch up. He and I have not had a chance to catch up on the podcast in a while. We saw each other, of course, at ATA. We're always texting and, and, not and, ATA. and bullshit. Well, not ATA, break. I'm sorry. Yeah. Harrisburg. At Harrisburg. I'm not I'm not on that level of ATA. Hey, apparently you know? I'm not either. I didn't I, I, don't, go I don't I don't get invites. You know, people are like, Oh, this guy's here. We can't invite him. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> probably screw the place up. <laughs> Put his feet on stuff, yeah. you know. Hey you, walk gonna, on, hey, you gonna eat that? Walk on the furniture, yeah. you know. But uh, no, we uh, we ran into each other, of course, at the Harrisburg show at the Exodus booth. Got to hang out and talk a little bit. You know, I, I, I'm at the booth working. I know you were there kind of walking mm-hmm. around, like, you know, running into folks you haven't seen in a while and stuff like that. So we only got to chat for a little bit. Yeah, and I don't were, think you we, were too uh, cool for school. Definitely not that. Yeah. Definitely never never that. I was actually uncool. He's studious with his glasses, looking all smart. And I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, busy. Come back later. <laughs> Only reason I wear them is yeah. to look smart. It's like I'm just trying to fake people out, man. Um, but no, today we got we we had a chance to walk onto this piece of public, and uh, I know that I'd mentioned in some previous podcasts that you know this year I'm trying to find some some different public to walk onto some some larger chunks because some of the chunks that I'm hunting around here are of the smaller variety, maybe 300 acres. I mean, there's one where I got shot at this year that's like 60 acres, and so yeah. trying <laughs> always love that. Yeah. Um, so trying to find some bigger pieces and it just so happened, you know, Greg and I were planning to get together this weekend to podcast. And so during the week he hit me up and just said, Hey, do you want to scout before we, before we podcast? And I said, sure. You know, send him a couple of chunks that I was thinking about taking a look at. And we picked one, which actually kind of worked out. Cause I think yeah. it was, I mean, it's not directly in between, but it's a little closer to you. So it wasn't it's like two yeah, hours. It's two hours. Yeah. So yeah. It's 35 exactly minutes close. for me. So. Yeah. So, we're, we're in the middle. It's, yeah, it's in the middle. Yeah. You gotta love when you have a buddy. He's like, hey, why don't we meet in the middle? Yeah, two hours later, I'm like, yeah, oh, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right, yeah. But uh, no, we went to this chunk, and I think if memory serves, when I looked at it, I think it's right around three thousand acres, maybe a little, a little bit more. And I had scouted like half of it. I won't say half of it, but one general, you know, I guess it would be the western side of this piece um, last year. Didn't really dig it. You know, and you saw what we, I kind of explained to you what that other side looked like. Just like, you know, big, bouldery, you know, open. really open, you know, not a lot bears. of bears. Yes. You know, not a lot of whitetail sign over there. Yes. And then there was a different section of it that we wanted to look at. There was some water that was nearby. Um, there was some food on it that was, you know, state game lands that, you know, that plants that those food sources. And so we wanted to look at that just to see what was there. Seen deer down there. Saw deer down there. Yeah. Tons of deer tracks. Yeah deer deer shit everywhere yes um you know so we wanted to see at least what food was was in the general area and then we started making our way around this body of water thinking that you know there might be some decent sign around that you know maybe hunt it early season or you know at least get a sense of like are there decent bucks possibly on on this piece and that was where we started which was um which was cool man because that's one thing like hunting around water even though i've been hunting like swampy areas for like the past two years it's still something that i'm i'm working on getting better at you know, 
people would be like, yeah, you know, I see you go to Ohio and you get on these deer or if I'm hunting back home or whatever. And it, and it's funny because I get on more deer there even though I spend less time than I do living around here because, you know, I've really only been swamp hunting for like the past two years and it's I'm still trying to get my bearings about me because it's, uh, it's not completely intuitive to me, just, you know, the places that you need to look. and Oh, waiters. You and don't I need really to get a, waders. Yeah, I need to get a set of waders. Yeah. So I mean that was the one thing, man. Let's talk about the one because we found some rubs yes. that were along that swamp. And I know, like, you know, I know enough to know that whenever I get near water, I'm gonna find that sign. You need waders. I'm gonna need waders. That, yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably gonna find that sign, right? That's a, that's around there because it's yeah. just they're typically nasty areas where people don't wanna go or don't want to get close to. Exactly. So, so deer like to be there. I think I know I said this to you, but it's like there's one thing that sticks in my mind that Dan Enfault told me like a while ago, which was, you know, big bucks like wet feet, you know, and it's not that they like water. They just like what water gives them, which is like another layer of cover. space. Yeah. And space. And so we found probably one of the best rubs, you know, big, one yeah, big rub um, in that area around that water. And you were pointing out that there was, you know, a tree that was further out yeah. that would probably be, if we had waders, if we have waders, yeah, that we could probably get out there. And there's probably high ground out there. Yes. That's probably better because there was a trail that was running yes. right into the water. Yep, and so, rope. talk to me a little bit about that setup, man. Like how you approach, like just that general. Like, so we found that rub. Like, what would be your next step? Because I'm obviously going to have to go back and like validate some of what we had seen today. Because we we ran through a lot of property today pretty quick. He doesn't trust me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go put up yeah. game cams to make sure yeah. Greg's not coming back to hunting. Yeah. Um, but no, talk me through, man. Like what would like your next steps be after today to kind of like validate just that water section, just that water section yeah. would be waders and hit those, you know, uh, trees that are out there. Those three or four trees. And, and it was just a handful of them. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it, they don't need much, you know, and that, I mean, granted we had a lot of rain, so that might be, not as wet come the fall like you might you know, knee highs might be, get you out there but it's probably chest waders only you right. know they were out there pretty far right so either come in by boat you know get a canoe paddle across that or walk in the mountains with chest waders right. either way it's a lot more work than most humans are willing to do for a deer right especially that close you know uh relatively close to the parking lot you know most people aren't going to just i want to paddle in across this lake the average bow hunter and, and gun hunter isn't going to put in that much effort. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Cause you I know, mean, the, the or crazy... chest waders. You, well, that's a, a pretty good clip walking. Imagine walking that in chest waders. Yeah, I no. walk I walk distance in chest waders all the time, and it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. Like, I'd rather not, but sometimes you have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of, it was kind of funny because we were talking about it, like how close it actually was to the to the road in general or not to the road but to the parking like there was an access like a gravel road that you could use to get around you know back to the one food source and you know uh, pretty easy to slip in around around that lake and we full transparency it's like we did have some human sign that was around but it was all was a real ladder stand like a legit like legit someone carried a a extension ladder (laughs) an extension ladder like they were painting houses back there (laughs) That was camo painted, but hey, man, like props to the whoever yeah. carried that thing in there, man. They they wanted to hunt and wanted to get into yeah. a tree, so good on you for doing whatever you got to yeah. do. But um, that guy obviously isn't going to hunt super mobile, yeah. right? So we know where he's at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't far off the far off the gravel, and um, I think I think a lot of people will just overlook that. Yes, you know what I mean, because it's a little harder to get into, um, and where we actually found found the rub i would imagine a lot of times is probably underwater you know most times of the year you yeah know? Under, under heavy fall rain that's probably really wet and yeah. really nasty and i'm starting to see some of the the sprouts we had some warm weather here of all that cabbage leafy cabbage so right. that's probably you know all that stuff's almost yeah i wouldn't say underwater but a right. lot a lot of vegetation you know that, that little cabbage stuff grows up two or three feet and some of that high spot in there that bucket does or bucks could be bed in there and you never see them right they have no reason to get up you know there's some acorns there's some oak corns oak as corns like as you like to call them yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh and it's interesting because i mean that rub was pretty high and that was the first i mean we saw as we were walking up along that edge we were noticing that there were some rubs along there and they were 
average yeah. at best nothing, rubs. Right? Know, nothing to get you excited. Right. But it was enough to tell us like, hey, all right, there are some bucks that are spending yeah. some time Paralleling that water's edge, catching the thermals, you yeah. know, probably a lot of nighttime activity. Right. You know, but maybe not, you know. Right. And so we just started investigating a little further and you investigating. were. Investigating. Yeah. You like that word? Big yeah. word. Not yes. really. <laughs> For me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh. You but are it, wearing Cookie Monster pants. So. I am wearing Cookie Monster <laughs> pants. The uh, but as we were going, I think it was almost at the same time we were both were like, like, man, there's got to be a hammer rub around yeah. here somewhere because like, it just felt like as we kept going and getting further, yeah, and a again, couple of blowdowns, those two, yeah, two big blowdowns right next to there. So I mean, they might be bedding up along that water, and that's just where he's just cruising, hanging out. Maybe he's holding, staging up there during the rut, waiting for some. Mm-hmm. You know, does. Or he could just be cruising back there, and he maybe, I think you made the point, like once we got to the back side of that body of water, there there was a, an oak back there that was dropping, mm-hmm. a bunch of just nasty bullshit brush that was yep. along the water's edge there where it's like the perfect spot for him to kind of lay. And some of that beach brush was there too, you know, and, and, and in the fall, that beach brush is just, it's a wall of orange leaves, yeah. you know. Yeah. So all in all, that was pretty, that was a pretty good setup. Like, I think what, you know, tell me if I'm crazy or not, but like, I think what crazy. I almost want to, well, there's, that's obvious. I'm wearing Cookie Monster <laughs> yeah. pajama pants. So, um, I think what I wouldn't mind doing this year when it just gets a little bit warmer out, maybe like the spring, maybe like when it's not 23 degrees when we walked outside this morning to, to scout, you know, maybe this early spring before it really starts to green up is actually get in and paddle the edge yes. of that whole thing, you know, with a kayak or whatever. And just see if there's any places where I could use water access to get in it. Because that's the other thing, too. It's like that particular area that where we found that sign, there's really, I don't know, in my mind, there's probably only two really, really good ways to get into it, right? One would be to come from the other side. Not where yeah. we parked, but from the other side. Where you can't really come from. Yes. That's <laughs> just like, it's a beast. Like, yeah. if you're going to do it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be not nice. Or hike up above it and come down. Yeah. Would be would be one way to do it. That's really a lot of work and time. Yeah, crossing a lot of deer trails. Crossing a lot of deer trails, and like I can see why they would spend time there because it's going to be really hard for anybody to get in there to, exactly. to actually hunt them. Or if I can paddle it and find like a low spot where I could just like set the set a canoe or a kayak and be able to walk through a little bit of yeah. water to get off the edge, just get into where the land is just just dry enough to be able to set up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I do it all the time. I mean, I I did that in New York this year paddled a canoe in pretty much right I, I went 10 feet and i'm in my tree crossed right. no deer trails you know had deer go you know, all around me but i never crossed you know i didn't see any buck or shooting but right you know, the, the access with water is with a boat is you know some areas it's necessary right you know because you can't get to that where if that buck's bedded there if you've bed there all the time you can't he's going to know you're, you're there if you come in by land right Plain and simple there's yep. no no other way you're going to Either cross the trail, trying to set up on him in the morning, and in the evening, forget about it. You know, the, the jig is up even before you get close. He's yeah. either not going to move out of his bed till you know, after dark, or you're going to blow him out setting up. Right. Yeah. And so, I think I want to explore that a little bit with a, with a boat of some sort to see if there's somewhere where I can get in. There's one setup that you really like yeah. that was actually right after that one blowdown. Yep. There was like a little open area. Right, basically, it was like the back corner before we started making the yep. turn around the back side of it. And that was really where like the last bit of sign kind of left yes. off yep. was, and that, was right there. You you had you could shoot, you know, you're only four or five feet off the ground, but just enough to shoot in there. Yeah. You know, you're you've got decent cover. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially in the fall, that'll be definitely yeah a lot thicker than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was I mean it was pretty thick today. Yeah. Even, so and you could you water right to that thing. You yeah. Know, chest waders go right to it. Either take the chest waders off or you know, I just hunt on them. Yeah. You know. They're actually warm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so time of year for that, like you and I were talking about that a little bit where, you know, I think the challenging part with some of this, especially when you're hunting public land, is that, you know, there's a lot. Like, so those fields that are around there, we made the observation as soon as we walked in, like those those fields are predominantly planted for, you know, uh, some type of fowl hunting, yes. right? Like whether it's pheasant or woodcock or whatever it is that people are hunting. Um and that, I think, if I'm not mistaken, opens like mid-October-ish, if memory serves, like, yeah, I don't know. For, for Pennsylvania. I'm judging that based on whenever I got run over on a couple different pieces <laughs> with guys, you know. Uh, like a pick bird shot out of my ass when I yeah, got home. <laughs> pretty much. Um, 
So I think, and tell me what, tell me how you feel about this, but I feel like that's probably something to hunt that is either early season, you know, season opening here around September 15th, 19th, whatever, whenever that date falls, I forget what it is for next year. Um, before anyone is able to get in, like booger it up for small game or duck or it's, it's whatever. Possible. You know, it's one of those spots you'd probably have to throw a sit, you know, one or two in the early season end, you know, September, October, November, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Late season's probably not very good. You know, yeah. they're going to just push them deer out up into that thicker cover that we found. Yeah, you know, later in the day. But yeah, I, you know, I'm the king of throwing random sits at random spots and seeing nothing for weeks on end. So right. for me, it's, well, another day in the park. <laughs> right. <know>. right. <laughs> oh, no more deer. I just hiked in, you know, two hours for nothing. Right. Oh, I paddled well, in two hours for nothing. I think based on the sign that we had seen, though, you know, I feel like. I You're going like, to see deer. I mean, I think. No, you, 100%. I, totally I don't know if that. you'll you'll see him. Right. You, know, you might see him, you know. Right. Um, but it's definitely worth, you know, throwing you know, a, a sit or two at it. Right. I think what will kind of determine when I would maybe try it will be once I'm able to get in and paddle it, check some of those islands out that have those singular trees or two trees that are like on a small island that's a little further off the, you know, off the bank or whatever, or off the off the edge of the of the dry land. And if I know, if I can see that there's clearly like a buck bed that's there or whatever, that to me then is like, okay, cool, early season hunt yeah get in here early before you and like know, I said, the, and that and that food's there it was standing corn those plant it looks like sorghum or something for the birds right but i mean and then there was corn. another green there was yeah, a green plot that was in there of some you know, sort some it looked like clover it was a, mixture yeah menagerie of stuff um there's a big word menagerie you like that <laughs> i'm throwing them all out man <laughs> i put cookie monster pajamas on dude and it's just like oh, the brain trust yeah. just comes rolling out um Staying kids school. Yeah. Staying stay kids school. Staying kids school. <laughs> um, but I think, I think I would try it early season if I can get that bit of intel from paddling it. I think the other thing I'll definitely do is because they're, they're clearly working that edge, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I would just probably throw a camera on it just and just it let it set, you know, and then maybe go in like the first week of October because, you know, I could hunt yeah. like the beginning of September or the middle of September. Yeah. Let and it soak check. through the summer and then go in and check it as they transition yep. and see who's still sticking around. And if it's if they're just cruising it to get somewhere or coming back from food, maybe yep. headed up onto the mountain to that thick stuff. And they're just using that as like their their way to get there for cover, yep. you know, as they're as they're making their way up. Yeah, or say or coming down from the mountains. In the evening. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then I think that would tell me like, is this an early season opportunity? Because if it's not, I think it's definitely a rut opportunity. Yes. But at that point, you're And there's too much too many rubs different shapes and sizes to say it was just one oak tree or two oak trees down in that swamp dropping oaks. Right. You know, that, you know, the trail was too big, you know, it's too much deer sign in general yep. and, and very just particular on that one trail. Just as literally that trail was parallel on that lake. I mean, there wasn't anything anywhere else. No. You know what I mean? It was like, cause we walked on our way back off the mountain. We, we walked see crap. Yeah. We walked further to the West yeah. of that and there was nothing, yeah. you know, so see some orange flagging tape. That was about it. We did see some orange flagging yeah. tape. Yeah. So I, you know, I, so I think for me, it's like an early season play or, or rut. I think you're right. Like late season is definitely out of yeah. the, out of the question. I think for a multitude of reasons, I think one, people are going to push deer off, right? One, two, there's squat for cover in there this time yeah. of year. You know what I mean? Cause it's so, it's so barren. And three, just my personal experience that I've had in swamp. Now it's been limited in swamps because I've only been hunting swamps for two years. But what I've found is like in those areas where they're water, like deer don't want to be wet and cooled any more than we do. Yeah. And so they're backing off that water, even though it does have great cover still, they don't really ha- want to have anything to do yeah, with and that, it right and now. And that, you know, with lakes, it's not like a, a, a big swamp, but there's islands or they're, they can stay dry for a while. Like a lake, you, I mean, that's just a flooded low-lying lake the lake's not really exactly deep right you know you probably get the duck hunters or even just nature people yeah you know it's probably like you know as the leaves drop more people are in the woods you know and we had a couple guys today when we were walking out come working their dogs you know what i mean there so it's you know it's obviously attracting people in that general area so so yeah i think that particular piece is going to be early season i'm hoping i can validate some stuff with a camera get a camera in there you know you had them today i did i carried them around all day yeah, four of them carried them in my, in my backpack all day to hang a You're single one. You're busting up hip flexor. Yeah, oh, man, it's screaming at me right now. 
but uh, so that was the beginning of our of our hike in and you know the cool thing about today is and you and i've talked about this a little bit is just like you know i've changed been wanting to change my approach to scouting a little bit and today was kind of the first time i was able to do it because a lot of times in years past it's like i would have taken one of those sections and i would have spent like the majority of the day in that section and today and now we did like five and a half to six miles it was the app that's on your phone so it's like it's give or take right it's usually not quite so accurate but like five and a half to six miles is probably we'll what go we seven we'll go sounds 20 good. Yeah. 20 sounds great yeah um chad would chad would do 20 chad would do 20 yeah, yeah exactly um he uh but uh it was it wasn't easy walking by any stretch of the imagination like the easiest walking we had was actually at the beginning yes. of it and you and i looked the at cart the cart road yeah exactly <laughs> once we got off that which was like the first like 150 yeah. yards we were screwed um there was really two other spots we wanted to check out, right? There was, you know, I'd been on this piece, like I said before, the western side of it, in my opinion, was kind of like not not great for, for whitetails, really open, you know, bouldery, you know, can't really see where deer are moving. And it was pretty vacant assigned when I was in there last year. But the other side of it, when you get down close to like some private property lines, like there were some old clear cuts that were in there. And that was, you know, I both kind of looked at that and was like, hey, we should check these clear cuts out and let's just make a big loop around the whole thing mm-hmm. and check these out. And the first one we got into, like at first, I think we were both kind of feeling like, eh, I don't know, like this is really thick, you yeah. know, which is great. But it's like, one, you can't hunt it, you know what I mean? Because it was just like, I mean, you're you're pulling trees apart to yeah. walk through them, like that kind of thick. So it's like, any, I mean, deer aren't going to be able to move through that. And then we all of a sudden kind of hit a spot where you were like, Hey, I got some rubs. Yes. And it's the weirdest thing. And this was kind of the theme for like the whole day on that mountain, particularly yeah. is that we actually were getting swamps. Yes. At elevation mm-hmm. on top of the, the mountain or on the everything. side of the mountain, which yeah. was like the strangest things. It was just like these, these really odd, like low lying areas that were on like a certain elevation level of the mountain that flattened out just for a period of time that was creating like these like little runways. And some yeah. of them were like I think what we recognized one of them that we'll talk about later was actually like an old logging road that someone graded yes. out. So it was a low lying area yes. on the side of the mountain. But this particular area was just like you saw one rub, then another rub, yeah. then another rub. I've I've only run into that a few times in my life. That many rubs in a short amount of time on one trail. I mean, it was like every tree. And there wasn't anywhere else they could walk. No, yeah. I mean it was I mean if you're if you're an animal, deer bear like whatever right that's anything larger than the size of like a raccoon yeah. <laughs> right like this is literally the only place yeah. you can walk comfortably yes right like sure i mean deer can slip through like the oddest of places right and like we get yeah, that circle bushes run right through yeah Woo. like no problem yeah um but like as far as like if i'm not if a deer is not pressured and they're gonna walk and they're gonna take the path of least resistance yes. right i mean this was it and, and there was, was deer tracks everywhere there was just enough where you still had Clear cut on each side of them, you know the the you know, the north and south end. So they were actually just inside the clear cut, where the you know there was still ten yards of clear cut for the hardwoods, and they were just protected. Yeah, you know it was just unreal the amount of rubs and all shapes and sizes. Yeah, on different trees. So it's a multitude of bucks coming through there. Yeah, you know it was that what six fifty seven hundred foot elevation. It yeah, it was right around six fifty. I think yeah, yeah. four hundred and fifty yards just tore up un unreal. You know. And then it stopped, and then all of a sudden, like, it stopped for, like, 50 yards, and we were like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, it vanished. Like, it just, like, the deer just don't yeah. touch that one spot, and then all of a sudden, back it turned back on again. Right where it got thick again. Where yep. it kind of got opened up, it just, there's just nothing there. Yep. Probably because nothing really to rub on. Right, yeah. So, we found that spot, which was, which was really cool. I mean, now, getting into that is going to be I, I mean we talked about it a little bit like getting in the way we came in is like i mean you're going to blow every deer out in the county yes. you know what i mean trying to get in that way which we walked in that way because that was how we were scouting the piece the better way and you pointed it out when you were looking at the map was like actually to park on one of the roads adjacent to the yes, to the little, private yeah it's a small little 20 yard section that goes up yeah. it's a bit it's a bit of a hike but that's pretty much the only way to get on that side of the mountain or ask for walk in yeah. access to one of the private pieces we did find one stand yes um on the private right on private public borders that are mostly coming up from one of the houses yeah pretty good spot yeah i mean that guy knew he knew what he was doing like he didn't you know that's i mean it's funny because when you go out and you scout public it's like 
you sometimes see stuff and you're like, you can tell like who knowers and not knowers. Right. You can tell <laughs> someone who just haphazard. Well, like the two we saw down on the other end. Yeah, the the, right? the ladder stand side by side. Yeah, that were facing at each other, so they can shoot at each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see those. I mean, and, and I'm glad they're buying license and they're out in the woods and they're enjoying the outdoors. You know, but you look at that and you're like, that's someone who probably doesn't know know as much, and that's probably a gun, gun hunter, gun hunter, in who's, open spots, who's coming out like the first day and maybe the first Saturday. You yeah. know, and 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 cool. You know, good good for them getting out. But I but we look at them and I'm like, okay, I, I'm not worrying about that guy. Yeah. Like I know where he's gonna be. He's not move. Those two aren't moving from that spot. No. They're probably just going to be there like the opening day or on a Saturday. Like yes. don't have to worry about them. The other guy that we found down there on that uh, on that you know path as we were finding all those rubs, you know, he tried. Yes, right. He had a good spot picked out because as soon as we saw that, we both yeah. were like, I would set up here. Yes, you know. And then we looked. We're like, oh shit, there's a tree stand. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Now his setup was a little a little bunk because. Anything that's going to approach him from, I guess, what would be the would have been the north, mm-hmm. would pick him off at about fifty yards, and he would have zero shot. Or, or not picked up. He couldn't make a move until that deer was like really Almost close right underneath of him. Yeah, and then your 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 window of opportunity you know, disappears. Yeah. You know, well, he was sky, he was skyline once they yes. get out about fifty yards, and he had a ton of breakup beneath him. Yes, he was know. a little too high. If he was about three foot, four foot lower, just so his head was at the top of the, that little. Uh, oak patch there he would have been good mm-hmm. as soon as he stood up he's exposed yeah you know unless he's got fancy camo on right deer see right through him right yeah can't even see him he's exactly. not even there he's got an inv- invisibility cloak yes yeah the uh but i mean i think we both feel pretty confident that that guy lives in one of the houses right yes. down below there because otherwise i mean that was literally in the thick stuff we walked today yeah. the only bit of human sign that we found yeah the entire day well there's a it, reason because it sucked because it sucked getting in and out, yeah. And he has the easiest access yes, in. Yeah, coming directly Because when up. you looked where his stand yeah. was at, you could see there was a trail yeah. headed down toward the house, yeah. you know, where it's he had like... a 150-yard walk to the house. Yeah, exactly. So, so, don't, so don't knock on that guy's door, because he's going to tell you no. Yeah, exactly. Or I should go walk and ask and let him tell me no, and then I know <laughs> and then I know which one is him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're, you're the guy... With, I don't, I don't let thing. anybody hunt my property. Oh, I hunt behind my house. Okay, this guy, that's it. Yeah, that's right there, yeah. that's his tree stand right yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I think the I think the only move is to try to get some access from one of them down houses that are down the there. cleanest. Yeah, you know, uh, you can definitely throw a sit on it, but you're gonna have to cross a lot. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of effort to get in there, which could be worth it. Could be, know? yeah. I think that'll be a, another one of those places where I, I probably should have hung a trail camera today. You know, but but didn't because you're probably not gonna go back. Yeah. You know, probably need to do that. I mean, if I'm going to go back, I need to go back soon because I don't be wa- want to be walking. That one, actually, I would probably hang a cell camera in there because yeah. I'm once I put one in there, it's like I'm not going back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why? What's wrong? Until I find it, until I know there's yeah. a deer there that I yeah. want to kill. You know what I mean? Like that would be when I would go back. Um, but that spot was a great setup. Again, I mean, I thought you made a really good point when we were walking through there. You know, and it didn't even dawn on me until you said it, where you were like. You know, with all those rubs, you know, it, it made sense that it's like this is probably a rut spot. Yes. Right. He's looking for does and bedding, those that are bedding in that, that little clear cut, uh, going up and down. Whenever we have houses, somebody might have a bird feeder down there. They might be feeding them unintentionally, right. not necessarily baiting them, but right. people like to feed the air wildlife. Yep. And those does go up and down, you know, in those straight up and down mountains. And those bucks know that and they just make just giant loops. Anytime there's a bunch of trails going up and down, you always have, you Well, know. it's just like whenever you're, if you're hunting farmland, right? And it's like you're hunting the rut in farmland. It's like, and you see a bunch of perpendicular trails going into a bean field yeah. or a corn field or alfalfa field Parallel or whatever. trails. Right, yeah. It's like you want to, the, the trail that's running 30 to 50 yards into the timber off the field edge that's perpendicular and, yeah, and, that, and paralleling that. the field, cutting a T across yeah. all those perpendicular trails of the field, that's the trail yeah. the, the bucks are going to those bucks cut. You know, they're just inside the mature hardwoods, so they got cover. And they can run that all day long, you know, and they can cut every trail going up and down. Any doe that might walk along there, either parallel with those rubs or go up and down, they're going to cut every every doe trail. Mm-hmm. It's a very efficient way, yeah. you know, it's for uh, bucks to cover a lot of ground. Yeah, and it could be, you know, a, a two-mile loop. It could be yep. a three-day loop to throw a five-day loop or whatever. And most of those know, rubs but... were contrary because we came through in that same elevation. There's really nothing. Because it was real open hardwoods, and that stuff 
really deer couldn't walk through. Mm-hmm. And once it got a little more open, that's when we started seeing those rubs. Right. You know, off, you know, in the away from the mature hardwoods and stuff that's actually walkable, magically all these rubs appeared. Right. Know? And there there's that whole why. Why are they there? You know, right. why why now, why here, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, and just a, a guesstimation, it's a guess at best would probably be, you know, late October. Yeah. Or Halloween, probably first rubs start showing up, you right. know, October twenty sixth, twenty eighth, somewhere around there. Right. Get the first bucks. Like I'm gonna get the you know. Right. Get at the- least you know, at least back by me, I, I see that a lot. Like rubs will just show up in the same areas. Yeah, October well, 25th, we saw 26th, that there was a ton of historical rubs that were yep. around there too, which kind of lends yearly rubs. Saying. Yep. Yeah, so it's like they're year after year after year hamming, hammering those same general areas. Hamming it up, hamming it up, ham and cheese it. Because <laughs> um, we weren't just finding fresh rubs. Because it'd be one thing if we just found fresh rubs. You kind of scratch your head and go like, "All right, well, why here? Right? Like, mm-hmm. why in this in this spot? Right? Yeah, okay, maybe they're cruising for does or whatever. But if that's the case, you would expect to see what we saw, mm-hmm. which was all right. There was a bunch of fresh rubs that we found. But almost every tree you looked at had rubs on it from years past. Yep, in every direction, up. too. I mean, they were rubbed all, you know, two, three, four way. I guess you call them four way rubs, really, because they were yeah. rubbed all the way around. You're like, all right, which way is he headed, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, I think the nice thing about this, because I think when you find that kind of stuff in a, like a piece of timber somewhere, you're looking at it going like, all right, it's great I have a rub here, but I, I don't know what the hell it's telling me other yes. than I can look at the height and see, like, yes. how tall is this deer? You know, is it a, is it a more mature deer? Is it a younger deer or whatever? If it's all the way around, you're like, I have no clue what yes. the hell he's doing. <laughs> but in this case, it's like he can really only go two ways. Yes. Because of like how tight it is in there yes. and how limited travel opportunity that he, and th- he and that have. is one of those spots, you know, and th- this piece in general is it, just it's so diverse with terrain. It's it's a very tricky piece to hunt because you know, the the thick stuff had all the buck sign, mm-hmm. you know. And it wasn't even along the edge, which yeah. is crazy because I know when we were first talking, we were like, Let's walk the edges of this. Yeah. And see if we can find good sign along yeah, the edge nothing. that maybe it would be a good place to set up. And there was nothing along so the edge. I mean, I bet you a lot of those does are betting in that, you know, that clear cut right. or on the edge of it. Some, you know, just in the mature hardwoods or right up near those houses or, or something. Because that was just insane. You know? Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It, it was. Uh, I'm glad I found it. Yeah. I'm glad you did too. <laughs> the, uh, I, the other thing that you said, that, like, you know, that stuck with me while we were light talking. Light bulb. Yeah, light bulb moment. Yeah. Uh, Cookie Monster Pants moment. Yeah. Um, is the, you had mentioned like, it was more of a hypothesis, you know what I mean? And like, I don't, I think we semi-proved it out, but you were like, I wonder if this same elevation all the way around yes. this mountain is holding the same type of sign whenever it gets into like pockets like yes. this. Because the point you made was like, if this is a rut, if this is a rut highway, I wonder if this same elevation as it walks as it walks around, if bucks are just following this same elevation ring all the way around the mountain, and that's kind of like their loop to do all they're doing, like give or take, yes. right? It's like it's yeah. not like they're gonna stay on that same exact like you know six twenty five, six twenty five, yeah, latitude yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like they're gonna move wherever it's most convenient to move, yes. but like within reason. And so we made our way through that, and then we hopped over up over the the mountain to the other side of it. And I mean, we probably weren't far off between 700 and 600 feet of elevation, like elevation lines is probably where we were at. And we kind of jumped into a similar type of thing. Only this one was started off as like a logging road. Like we started finding some rubs, like just random ones that were in the thick stuff. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden we hit this old, I mean, there was a freaking swamp that was up top. It had like reeds in it, the whole stickers. Yeah. Yeah. You got into some stuff. Yeah. Sharp stickers. And I didn't have double duck. I had just single duck pants. So. Yeah, I was rolling double duck today. Yeah. Double duck. Not to be mistaken with double dutch. We weren't yeah. jumping rope. You know? The uh but uh but that was cool because it was pretty similar to what we had seen on the other side, which was rad because it's you could hunt that you there's multiple setups in, yes. that, in that scenario, right? And like the point that you kind of kept making the the entire time we were scouting was just like you were like there's so much diversity on this yes. one piece and we only we were only on a part of it yes right it's like we didn't cover the whole 3400 acres that it's it all is full of boulders yeah well yeah it's <laughs> all full of boulders so it wasn't worth looking at but you know 
even within the pieces that we scouted, there was so much diversity that there were so many different setups that you could hunt. There, you know, you weren't pinned you could, down. You to could any. hunt that one clear cut all season long, every Saturday, and have a different setup for every Saturday. Yeah, and not hunt the same tree or same area. Yeah, because you know, there's so many di- different little openings and pockets and and sign. You know, sign was here, sign was there. So it's it's a it's a tricky piece to hunt because it's the only place we had consistent sign like direction travel was. That that first the, the first rub section, line, yeah. Everything else was just scattered all through through there, like rub lines this way, all right, and then you know, ten yards away, you had another rub line going complete opposite direction, going up yeah. and around, and you're like, well, all right, well that's not helping me out here, and these scrapes and you know more scrapes and rubs and yeah, yeah. That first one that we found, like the first one we were just talking about, let's call that the eastern side yes. of the mountain, right? Is uh like that one, even though we found that dude's stand there like i would not be afraid to hunt it up or down from yes. where he was at yes right um you don't know how often he's hunting it i don't think put it this way he's going to be the only person that applies any pressure to those deer in that yes. particular area and you know with, what I mean? with the north wind he's not technically crossing too many trails and those deer probably he's coming from houses they're used to his scent you know, like yeah. my backyard, I can cut my grass, and his right. deer don't, I don't. They're not really bothered; they'll still come out. Right. You know, twenty minutes after I cut my grass and, and cut through my yard, right? Because you know, they're it's it's well, they normal. don't associate it with danger, and yeah, like exactly, it's not like he's up there, you know, winging bullets at like every single. Yeah, year we didn't have those no, you know, he didn't. There was no scent canisters. There's no trash near stand. Like he, he, he was, was clean. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see how he's getting in and out. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's like he's got one way in and one way out. So. It's not going to bother me any. It's like if I'm going to, I would just set up for a north wind. I'd set up to the north of him. Yep. You know what I mean? For a south wind, I'd set up to the south of him. If I was going to hunt, if I was going to hunt that side, yep. the trickiest part about all that is, or any of it actually that we looked at today, other than down by that lake. Well, even with the even the yep. lake was just access was is how you get in and how you how and you get out. That's crucial on these on these pieces, and you know that's where these these clear cuts. There's so much food. Oh, they don't yeah. even need to come out of clear cut to feed it on on the acorns. Yep. Because first of all, there's a lot of oaks still in that clear cut, way more than yeah. I've I've usually seen yeah. clear cuts of that size yeah. or that age. There's a lot of mature acorns. Yeah. Oak well, corns. that one tree that we've that we yeah. found was just like I yeah, mean, getting you know it was all capped off, uh, you know, droppings all over the place. Yeah. You know, right above where those, those rubs were. Yeah. It wasn't that far from those rubs. Yep. And that for me. You know, if I were going to hunt that in like earlier October, that would be the spot that yep. I would go to. Would be where I, where I would have some potential food, yes. a really good. You have to get in there on a, on a rainy day and check for, you know, some of those trees. See if they're holding any, you know, acorns, yeah. acorns, acorns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But over on the other side, so we we made our way through that and kind of got to the end of it. And I mean, we were both pretty stoked. You know, I was I was really stoked because, you know, I had. Because you're with me, I know. Cause, well, yeah, because I was hanging out with I mean, you. I get one, it. You know, and I always look forward to that. Um, but I didn't really know what to – because I had been on this piece before, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I was excited about the stuff we found around the lake because yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I was for like, some, you know – At least one good buck here. Right, huh. yeah. I'm like, I can get in here and hunt, you know, early season, you know, have a dec- another place to go for early season, add it to, like, the places that I yeah. might be able to check out, right, put some cameras and validate what's going on. I was to be honest, like I wasn't really sure what we were going to get it to, what we got on top, and like, and if I'm being real honest, when we first started walking in, seeing how thick it was, like with just like high stem count stuff yeah. like that, I was kind of like, mm. you know, I've played this game and seen yeah. this before, where I spent like half a day walking through stuff like this to only find out that there was not a single place to hunt, yes. like on the entire thing, right? And then it opened up into these little pockets, and that was like the coolest part I think about the whole day was that. It's one of those areas, aside from the lake, that if you've not walked through there, you don't know they're there. Yeah. You, you have to I mean? cut through it, which is there. there's nothing on the perimeter that says, hey, there's a logging road going through here. There's not it's, even a defined deer trail walking into it yes. to where, that says, like, hey, deer are walking in yeah, this you got to go through briars to get in there. Yep. And it was just, <laughs> and you know, I want to say, I mean, part of, partially what we found was you know, somewhat dumb luck because we were just going to walk through it until we found something that we liked, you know what I mean? And that's really what it just took. And that's, I mean, I think that that's what we Boots sometimes, on the ground, you know, yeah, that's what we preach a lot of times is like, look, it's, it's effort, you know what I mean? It's, it's going in and, and looking and just seeing what's there. You know, you can only tell so much from aerial, right. And you can only tell so much by walking the edge. And that, that aerial, I mean, that could be a 
what we have on Onyx or Google could be four years old. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I don't really know. And it took us just saying, hey, you were like, I'm going to dive into this spot. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to dive in up over here. And we just started walking. You were like, hey, I got some rubs. So I was like, okay, well, let's move over and let's start looking in this general area where we found where you found a rub. Yeah. And then we kind of, I mean, when I say we split up, it's like wasn't like we were like half mile away from each other. Yeah. We were like 10 to 20 yards yeah. away from each other just kind of walking through. And then we came across that, I came across that logging road. And I was like, hey, here's this logging road. So then it made sense that like, well, then let's, let's parallel this thing out. Yes. And I'll walk the logging road. You bird dogged it and got into all the briars. Yeah, that I couldn't get out of. That you couldn't get out of. And we walked that. And look, going the original direction, I think we were headed south at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't as great. I think the best rub we found on that run. Was that right at the end? Was right, the at, way, right at the end there, which wasn't surprising. And, and looking back on it now, I'd probably classify that as probably like nocturnal ac activity, only because... Maybe another seventy-five yards was when you popped out yes. into that like little area that had those uh, super super young oak trees yes. or whatever they had planted in that one little like what probably was like a log yard landing yes. area at one point in time, which means I don't know. I mean, I saw we saw zero human sign yes. on that trail, so it's like I wouldn't be afraid to get in there and hunt. But if I were gonna hunt that general area, when we walked back through, we found a prime spot that actually had a scrape and all that side cover in a seven way rub that yeah. was like a great rub you know what i mean it was like it was rubbed from every yeah. which way in in a in for this area like a big rub yes you know and that to me i was like yahtzee yeah. i was like that's because i'm i know you're a big say, rub guy i also bingo he says yahtzee right no. yeah well it's you say bingo i say yahtzee i know you're a big rub guy yes. right i'm a big i'm a bigger scrape guy than i am a rub guy but that kind of had like the like the best of both worlds. There was you a, had a bunch of saplings that were rubbed, you know, ripped broken. to shreds. Yes, bushes that were destroyed. So a, a deer of size had went through there a few times because the sign was definitely at different age. You know, yeah, that bush was early season. You know, yep. probably him, maybe you know, in September. You know, getting you know late September and separating separating himself from the herd, so to speak. That bush was old, destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, you know, and then those rubs were definitely fresher. You yeah. know. Yeah. So the time stamping of the of the buck sign is not definitely just rut only, you know, right. late October. It was, you know, you might be living in that clear cut because, right. you know, you ain't going in there, especially in the fall. <laughs> in well, that, October, we, found a, we found a deadhead in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and if anybody walks that road, that logging road, they would have seen that deadhead, you know, a hundred times over because it was right yeah. there, you yeah. know. Exactly. That there was zero. I mean, there's not. There was an old wooden stand yeah. that you found. I mean, that was. I mean, that thing had probably been there prior to them even cutting it. Yeah, that thing was you know probably I mean? thirty years old. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't anything. Oh, it looks like oh. my looks like the wife's home because the yeah. dog let us well, let us know that somebody he's finally was, awake. Yeah, he's finally awake. We run him into the dirt today. Yeah. But uh, look, he's walking a little gingerly. He yeah. might be a little sore. Hundred feet. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean that that piece was, that piece was prime in. That that's a spot that I'm really interested in going going and checking out. Um, hey, that's enough. <laughs> Stop growling. Um, that's a piece I'm definitely interested in going back and in and, and checking out. And if I were to be honest, that's probably the part that I'm most excited about going back and hunting. Because um, I almost feel like like to me that would be a like a mid to later October starting time, right? Because I don't know, if that buck's living in there, I don't know where yeah, he's bedded. Exactly. Right? So I'm really reluctant to walk in there. Like, surprise. Willy-nilly, right? <laughs> and just on a whim. You know, and look, I'll go back in there and I'll hang a camera to cell camera and see if I can monitor it. And maybe I pick him up and maybe maybe he is on like some type of early season pattern yeah. that we did get close enough to his bed to where it's like maybe I can get an opportunity. And this, what's great about that, where we had this, all that rub and scrape there, that seven-way rub and that scrape is, there's actually observations. You can come up mm -hmm. in that small little strip and actually sit in a mature har mature hardwoods and look at that clear cut from a distance, you know, and it's like, all right, some does are coming out of here, you know, got some buck signs showing up here, and you can monitor from a distance. Yeah. So you can actually still get good intel, actually really good intel. It's not like an observation stand where you're using a binos from a mile away. Right. You could actually, you know, possibly see you know, the target buck yeah. or see what deer are doing or what they're not doing. Right. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'll definitely be headed back in there and hang a camera over that scrape. Like yeah. that'll definitely be a spot that I, that I prioritize. Cause I think if nothing else, I could get in there the later part of, um, of October and 
you know, whenever they start laying yeah. down some signs, some rubs, and some scrapes, when they start getting territorial, yeah. not just shedding velvet or right. whatever, um, I think I would go in and, and throw throw a hunt at that because I think that would be a really good setup. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, the possibilities are endless with that piece. They, they really are because, yeah. you know, that clear cut didn't seem that big until you were actually in there. And then it's like, holy, this is a lot bigger than it looks on the map. It's like, wow, yeah. we went 10 yards. And I'm like, it hunt, and I feel like it would hunt big too. Yes. Even though you're only able to hunt like vertical strips of yeah. it where you have access, but again, like that's part of what I love about it is that it's going to be hard to get into. Yes, access is going to be a challenge with that whole piece, like no doubt. I think that that spot with the scrape, with that crazy, what we like to call the seven way row, yeah. is I think that might be actually one of the easier pieces just from a logistics being yeah. quiet getting into it i think that'll be an easier one to get into because it wasn't far off the edge yes of the of the of the clear cut and that's what i say there's observations that you can sit on the edge you're 20 yards off that clear cut you're still in the mature hardwoods you can actually still get a shot on a buck that that time mm-hmm. of year november yeah you know i know you're a big road guy but you're not really hunting too much rut around here but right you know it's definitely something if you're here it, well i think this year i might be man because like you know Going back to Ohio with Chad this year, and um, actually, as people are listening to this on Wednesday and Thursday, I'll be driving to Ohio to meet up with Chad and Josh Prophet and, and another fella to do see a little scout. Walk the most. See who can, yeah. See who, yeah. see, Tall tracks, see if Josh doing it. and Chad kill each other on, yeah. on this trip. <laughs> so you can run the other end of the ground. Um, but uh, I think we're gonna. I think I'm gonna go a little later than I've gone in years past because I feel like this particular piece. The last time I was there with Chad, we both well. One, we didn't realize there was an EHD issue. Like before we got there, we found out from some locals that 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 was the case. But we both kind of felt like we might have been there like a week too early. And that was like the first week in November. So I think this year, I'm probably going to head down in October, like for long weekends, like once or twice. Um, But I think this year I'm going to go like the second week of October, getting close to that like Thanksgiving time frame, like 10 days. Second week in November. What's that? Second week of November. What did I say? October? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Second week of Clarify for <laughs> yeah, the sorry. Second week of November for like ten days or whatever. Um, versus earlier in November, which will give me an opportunity to actually hunt some ruts. Just make sure here. you don't miss the same deer seven times this year. What? Okay, let's not talk about that. We yeah. I talked about that enough yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um so I may actually point being is I may actually get some rut time time and in it, around yeah, here. And and scraping, you know, that's uh, that first couple, you know, last days of october and the first couple of days of november that's probably when that thing is getting you know hammered hammered oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure so uh, before we go before we shut this one down the the scouting podcast here i wanted to ask you man because you know <clears throat> it's funny i was talking to i was talking to drifter one day and we were talking about rubs or whatever and he just asked me he was like you know because i he's like yeah he's like you know i heard you mention a lot that you've been hunting a lot of scrapes or whatever and I was like, yeah, he was like, <laughs> he said something to the effect of like, how's Greg feel about that or whatever or something like that. He was like, cause he's like, aren't you like the, isn't he like your sensei? He was like, aren't you like the, the Litzinger protege, you know, like, you know, he's like, shouldn't you be hunting? Rubs? You actually kill big deer. So right. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, yeah, that's not true. Um, but, uh, you know, which was kind of funny because you and I are really good friends. Yes. You know, it's like I bounce a lot of stuff off of you whenever I'm seeing things. Like you're usually like the one of the first guys that I text or call and say, "Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Like, what do you think? What do you think of this? What do you think? What do you got to say about this? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just you know, I value your opinion. So it's like and I have a couple hunting buddies like that. You, Chad, Utah. You know, guys that like if I'm have questions like the first calls that I make. And he was like, I just find it interesting that he's like, that you like to hunt a lot of scrapes. You know, he was like, and you don't talk much about rubs. He's like, but Greg, I know, is a big rub guy. You know, and my answer was, is I was like, truthfully, it's not that I'm not a believer or disbeliever in hunting them. I was like, I've only ever really had them work out for me one time where I followed a rub line back to a bed and I was able to hunt that deer in that bed. Knew he was there, had him on camera, and then uh, a family friend blew him out hunting turkeys and I never saw him again, right? Um I was like, that's the only one that has ever worked worked out for me. So, but it's, so it's not a believer. Like today, you know, it's and maybe part of it too is like I never found enough consistent rub sign that was meaningful enough to like to to even in Iowa, you didn't see. 
Rubs like that. No, I did, but I was seeing scrapes at the same time. Like they were all kind of like part and parcel together. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I was prioritizing scrapes because deer were hitting scrapes, you know, at that time of year. And I was like, you know, a rub. The holy grail for me was like whenever I was, I was always finding rubs with scrapes and that was what I was hunting. So it was almost like a a two for, you know, a two for, to, uh, to a degree. But like today was more of a believer because we really only found like two scrapes like all day. And the one was like money. Like I'll definitely hunt that. It's on that, that seven way rub. Yeah. And that, and that makes you, makes me think is maybe that's more bucks than actually those that are betting in that clear cut. Right. Because usually scrapes equal doe activity, not more does. Right. It's like, hey, things are coming through here, but not necessarily. You know, it, it's one of those things you have to hunt to figure out. I mean, I got spots in the salt marsh you know, over scrapes. No does hit the scrape. Right. I had, I don't know, maybe a dozen bucks this year alone hit it. Well, especially that one that you. Yeah. Yeah. And But no does, which is the first time I've ever put a camera over a scrape and never got does hitting it. So it's pretty much a buck only scrape. It was like <laughs> bucks. It was like, hey, I'm coming through here. I'm leaving my mark and moving. Not right. one doe, which wow. was just strange to me because I've never had that. Right. You know? And I've had rubs, same with cameras or rubs, and I had one buck rub it, and then every doe in the county smell that tree. And so it's like, right. you know, it's one of those things you don't really know until you're actually in there, you know, what time of year and, and what's actually you right. know, happening. But you know, rubs, bucks. You know, right, kinda, right, right, right. Yeah. Does aren't making rubs. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I'm going to take my hoof. And, uh, right. Well, maybe they're woke. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're. <laughs> um so but so i wanted to ask you the point of me bringing that up was you know how because you know i'm i'm trying to figure out how to say this so my goal now kind of really is you know i'm I'm trying to become i think we all are you know at different stages of this as well trying to become a more well-rounded hunter to where i can use all things to my advantage right so part of that is like this year trying to hunt from the ground more whenever when it requires it and being confident in those ground setups and today we've some of those places yeah. that we came through, it's like it's going to be a ground setup or nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Rambo style. Ran, straight up Rambo, oh. exploding oh, yes. arrows. Um, you know, and then part of it too is, is like, you know, this past year, like you and I have talked about, it was a watershed moment for yeah. me being able to like be confident in the sign that I'm reading and make choices and make the right decisions, like to put myself on deer and stuff like that. And, and scrapes for me were a little easier to do that. I was more, I shouldn't say mm. easier. I was just more comfortable doing yeah. it with those. And so one of the things I want to get better at is trusting myself and looking at rubs and being able to, for those, you know, bits of sign to start to help tell me what I need to know and lead me in the right direction. So, you know, we don't have to get into it super deep, but I just want to get a sense from you, man, you know, cause I don't know that I've ever asked you this point blank, but like, how do you interpret rubs and how do you decide, you know, one, if you're going to hunt them, right. If it's huntable and you know, you know, is how do you look at them to tell like, is it, you know, what direction they're traveling from. Is this like a preseason rub, like where they're shredding velvet? Is this like a rut rub? You know, tell me a little bit about how you are able to break down rubs and use them. Oh, like I said, usually rubs I used, they're just travel corridors. Basically a a rub line, a cluster of rubs is like a hanging point or a rub line is a travel corridor. You like where we had that rub line today. Mm -hmm. They are definitely traveling there. That, that might require some effort, you know, because we didn't find the destination, like, why they're rubbing there. Right. Odds are it's for does, you right. know, but it could be early season. Because we didn't see shit for food anywhere. Yeah. you know, Other th- than some oaks. Yeah, and this time of year, I mean, all that, that, that clear cuts when we all browse, you know, mm-hmm. come hunting season, there's food all over the place. Yeah. So they might not ever leave that clear cut. That's just their, 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 their travel route, and a lot of bucks come through there, and they're all marking their turf. could be, you know, year and a half, two and a half, you know. There's definitely a few bigger bucks in that area yep but rubs are difficult um i think people put too much faith in rubs in general like you need to know the why mm-hmm. you know why that rub is there you know where it's headed and you know why they're rubbing the specific location mm-hmm. today they were pretty much parallel in the mature hardwoods inside mm-hmm. the clear cut so it's pretty much like a parallel trail in, in farm country right so it's a travel corridor yeah well you could probably sit it during the rut and get a lot of movement. You might sit it early season. Get nothing. Exactly. Or yeah. you might get a lot of movement early season because there's going to be little berries in there, you know, blackberries mm-hmm. that they're going to be eating. Yeah, and if I were going to do that during early season, it's like, like like we said earlier, it's like I would prioritize where those oaks were at, where they yes. were dropping, and that would be, I would literally yep. set up with an ability to shoot to the, yes. to one of those. Exactly. And, and like I said, rubs, 
they're the most fascinating piece of deer sign you'll run across because we've seen rubs from 50 yards away and everyone's like, oh, rubs. You know, there's a mystique to them. There's yeah. this because it's like, holy shit, it's in your face. Look at that big ass tree rub that's destroyed. Right. But you need to know why it's there. And that's hard to figure out on a, on a whim, so to speak. Like you, you could walk that piece, you know, all season long and hunt it. And still not know why those rubs were there or right. when they were made. What you know, now trail cameras make that a lot easier. Right. You know, back in the day I would sit a rub cluster of rubs or a rub line three, four, five, six times, you know, or four years and never see anything because I was literally just in the middle of that rub line, right. you know, and not at the destination, like the end points or beginning points. Right. So that piece, clear cut, you know, and, and all that you know they're going to be in there. Does going to be in there? Clear cut. They're going to be bedded in there. Yep. You know, and have that many rubs. I would throw a sit in early season. There's just, just too to many see. rubs not yeah. to. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like they were all one direction, yeah. right? You would say, okay, they're traveling this one direction. Best case scenario is like to come in during the rut while yeah. they are moving, yeah. and and I'll likely see something, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's going both ways, you know, and not just like. And it's not like rubs were like fifty yards apart. Like yeah. we're talking like every tree. Yeah, like it's almost like a, a staging area before they come out of. Like they might be bedded in that. You know, that could be one or two bucks. You know, bedded in there. You know, in the preseason, and when they start shedding velvet, like that's their little. You know, that's where they're staging up. Right. Or so many does are coming up, and they're staging up there in the morning. Right. You know, uh, could be a lot of variables in play, and until you actually hunt it, you know, it's all you know speculation you know uh, you take a, a educated guess a guess you know right. it's not even really educated it's, it's a guess right and throw a camera on it throw some sits at it and, and you get an idea of what, what's happening in in that particular clear cut but clear cut is food cover protection there's water in there yeah they don't really need to leave that no for anything it's, it's crazy man so, i mean they can go back and forth and stay in there and they are completely protected it's That's, like the salt marsh. I was telling you with the salt marsh. Like I've watched deer get bucks, big mature bucks, get up, build around their little island, drink some brackish water, you know, munch on some oaks, and just bed right back down till dark. And then you're like, I'm there, like, I'm, but they have no reason to leave there. Like right. they got everything they need. That's and why that's they're better there. That spot, man, because it's like it's the cre- that's why we kept saying it today, and I, people are t- probably tired of hearing us say it on on this episode. But like, I've never seen a piece of mountain ground tore up like that tore up like that or hunt so many different ways for habitat. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's literally everything like in that. Cause I mean, it wasn't like the swath we walked yeah. was like two miles. Yes. It was like, it might've been 300 yards, 400 yes. yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was literally, we had everything from like clear cut to swamp to freaking, you know, briary multiple almost like the two, Two age clear cuts in there as well because yeah. there was some of that stuff you we could hardly even walk through. Yep. And other stuff that was really browsy. Yep. You know, and then stuff that was a little bit thicker. You know, so, I, you know. But I mean, it just goes to prove it's like if you're looking for deer, if you go somewhere and you're and you're scouting like this piece like we were today and that we've neither neither of us had ever been in that general area, mm-hmm. right? It's like if you want to try to find something that's good and you're maybe not seeing sign mm-hmm. right to tell you where to go, like look for diversity of habitat. Yes. Exactly. Go, go where multiple things are kind of converging together. Transition. I mean, there was three transitions there. in a, you know. Well, we uh, walked through one area. You were like, here's a transition. Like, yeah. here's a transition. Yeah. Here's a transition. And it yeah. was like literally within like 20 yards. Yeah. And that, that it was cattails in some of the spots. That was the craziest part. Yeah, dude. I've it never was, seen that It was before. like swampy, but also high ground. Because I was, I was noticing, I'm like, where's these cattail reeds coming from? So the bucks are definitely pulling the reeds out because... I'm used to that from hunting salt well, marsh. See, that, and was, like, that was an interesting like little moment yeah. for me when you said that. Because when you said like there's cattails all the way over here. Yeah. And I first stopped and thought, like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, oh, it they, it gets it's get, yeah. it's caught in their antlers and yeah. they drag it over here until it falls out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, makes sense. And yeah. that's not necessarily going to be like a fork horn. Yeah. Like exactly. pulling those things through. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Uh, but like I said, to get back to the rub things, it's a lot of you know, just years of doing it wrong. You know, and you get a you get a sense, you get a vibe for yeah. it. You know, you that that gut instinct. Um, and I have no problem throwing a sit, wasting you know three or four sits in an area with a lot of rubs. You know, and it gives you a good idea of what's happening. You mm-hmm. know, and now today you got cameras, which makes the learning curve 
a lot Especially shorter. Especially cell cameras. Man. Yeah. It's like, you know. <laughs> or even just cameras in general. You put it up there in, you know, mid-September and you pull it in November, you're pretty much going to have enough intel. And all those yearly, you know, those rubs of old ones, new ones, what you get one year is probably consistent with prior well, especially when you walk prior. into a place that has like <clears throat> as much historical rub yes. sign as we had in those areas yep. today it wasn't like this was like a new a new jam exactly you know what i mean it was like it was rubbed year over year over yes. year you know so yeah. and all and from and you see some of the trees that were hit you know probably five years ago you know so mm-hmm. that that clear because it's got to be at least 10 years old yeah exactly so well, cool, man. I think for uh, I think for the Scout podcast, I think we're good. But before uh, before I get you out of here, uh, let people know where they can find out more about you, where they can follow you, and uh, and watch what you got going on. It's a white Ford pickup truck. Has a cat. <laughs> license plate number. Or license plate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like we just like identified a like a <laughs> peeping Tom or something. <laughs> OJ white, yeah, white Bronco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, this Instagram, YouTube, Bow Hunt and Fiend, you know, same as always. Uh, I'd like to have more stuff, but we all, dad life's rough dad, life. Dad life, yeah, for sure. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Get at Greg on all his platforms. Talk to you soon. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And if you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd be super appreciative if you'd be able to do those two things for us and before i shut this thing down i need to give a big shout out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible tether exodus outdoor gear skull brew coffee company gum leaf usa boots and day six specialized gear and until next time we'll see y'all All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long-sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do-hard-shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.